0: Thank you so much for joining us today on episode number 92 of the Real Life Runners podcast. Today we're going to talk about your health journey and how sometimes when people start out on a health journey, they tell themselves that they can't do certain things and impose restrictions and how shifting your mindset and changing the way you speak to yourself can help give you back the power and the ability to make the decisions that are right for you.
1: This is the Real Life Runners Podcast, and we are your hosts, Kevin and Angie Brown. Thanks for spending some time with us today. Now let's get running. So today's episode is all kind of about the, the words that we're using to tell ourselves how we're moving along on our health journey. It's kind of a tricky one to outline. I, I thought I had it and we were discussing it before we, we actually hit the record button on this thing. And it's still in trying to explain the episode and make sure that we've, we've got the point coming across. It's, it's a lot of just careful word choice. And some of it has a lot of, of negativity to it that you can just really easily flip into a much more positive, truly empowering sense of of stating.
0: Right. So when we were first thinking about this episode and what we wanted to talk about, we talk, we were thinking about talking about the difference between like the internal locus of control and the external locus of control. Ooh, so,
1: locus of control, that's <laughs> nice. We're going straight smart right from I'm, the beginning. I'm
0: bringing that brain back my old psychology training. So, when someone has an external locus of control, that means that they think that whatever's happening is controlled by something outside of themselves. Like, you know, they 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 can't do this because of something else, right?
1: Well, yeah, it's when you get really all caught up in what your horoscope says. Like, you read the horoscope in the morning, and you're like, yeah. oh, this the newspaper says I'm going to have a bad day. Does anybody read their horoscope in a newspaper anymore?
0: I don't know if about in a newspaper, but I'm sure there's an app for that.
1: I'm sure there's an app <laughs> for that. But if it says, mm, sorry, based off of the the position of the moon, you're going to have a bad day, like, oh, well, it's out of my control. I should just go back to bed.
0: Right. Or the weather, right? The weather would be an external locus of control yes. because, like... you. You can't get your run in that day because it's a thunderstorm outside. Or
1: you can't get a PR because it's too windy that day during your race.
0: Or rainy. Yeah. Or humid or hot or
1: there was people in my way. Right. It was breezy. Right.
0: It was it's things outside of I your control. I wore
1: the wrong shorts.
0: <laughs> right. Versus <laughs> the internal locus of control, which is within you, right? Yes. So it's something about you that caused that thing to happen or not happen. Yeah. Like you were the one that I trained really hard for that. So I got a PR and that, so you gave yourself the control. You gave yourself the credit for that because it was your actions that did that. Right. Okay. So when we were thinking about this, we, we thought about basically the difference between two words. And when Kevin and I were, discussing this episode before recording this is kind of where we started to get a little tripped up right so
1: because there was a very brief discussion through text earlier and conversations don't go smoothly through text yeah. and then i outlined well, especially it and, when
0: we're working yeah
1: and there was not time for full discussion earlier and yeah. then when you saw the outline you're like oh that's not what i thought we were going for today yeah because i was viewing it as the difference between the word can't and won't. Mm -hmm. And in my head, can't was a very external restriction. Mm -hmm. I can't do this because the diet book says, this is what I have to eat. Mm -hmm. Or I can't do this because this is my training program. So I have to do this, 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 and this. I can't do anything outside of that. Right.
0: And so let's talk about that first. Okay. And then we'll get into the won't later. So, cause I think the won't is where it starts to get a little bit trickier. Yes. Okay. So let's go into can't first. So when living healthy involves restrictions, we will eventually rebel, right? I mean, that's just what happens. And this, for those of you that are, you know, long-time listeners and have heard my other things, you know that I don't like diets. I don't like restrictions placed on people I think it's just setting everyone up for failure that's why the diet industry is a multi-million dollar industry and why Americans and people all over the world are fatter and more unhealthy than ever because they just try to confuse you and put all these restrictions on you and they tell you you can't do this and you can't do that and you know, I mean there there I go on my soapbox again. Yes, it's a constantly so,
1: moving target too.
0: So for those of you that are longtime listeners, you probably have heard this. If this is if you are listening to us for the first time, welcome and thank you for joining us. <laughs> now, you <know. laughs>
1: now you know. Now you know. Now
0: you know where I stand on that. So you know When people follow diets or when people say that they can't do certain things, it's this confining set of rules that must be followed, that's placed on them. No one likes to be confined because eventually you're going to want to break out of it.
1: Yeah, because you don't really buy into the rules. You Mm -hmm. read the rule book and the rule book says, oh, you have to do A, B, C, and D. And you're like, uh, but I didn't write the rule book.
0: what if I don't want to? Right.
1: And... (laughs) So then you naturally feel because you weren't connected to creating the rules that maybe the rules don't have to apply to you. Mm -hmm. They're the set of rules that you may or may not believe in. And if you don't fully believe in them, eventually you're going to be like, eh, I choose not to follow that rule. Right. And if you've been really feeling strongly restricted by that rule, you could really rebel back against that. Mm -hmm. This could go really poorly for you.
0: Yeah. And that's why input, like having your own input and having your voice heard is so important because when you are a part of the process and part of creating the process, it just, it means more to you. You're going to want to stick to some sort of program that you help to create versus someone just putting it on top of you.
1: Right. I, I get this issue, you know, as a high school teacher, we have mm-hmm. a uniform at my school. Yeah. Those kids 100% did not pick out the school uniform. Right. And so some of them just fall in line because that's what they wear. Mm-hmm. And they, they're they like, I actually kind of like the uniform because then I don't have to worry about what I wear during the day. I just yeah. put on these shorts and a polo shirt and I'm good to go. Mm-hmm. And other kids are like, no, this is ridiculous. I should be allowed to wear whatever I want. <laughs> And it's, they, they rebelled back quickly. Mm-hmm. And even the ones who are good about following the uniform, by the time they're a senior, they're kind of sliding a little bit yeah. away from exactly following the uniform because mm-hmm. it doesn't mean much to them. Mm-hmm. Okay. They were okay with it. They're not, they're not strongly against it, yeah. but they didn't help create the rules. And so you get, you get a pushback at some point, right. eventually it's going to be an annoying rule that you don't care that much about.
0: Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because I think that. You know, some people like to follow the rules. Like there are definitely differences in personality where there are rule followers like our first child. Yes. And then there are people that will push back against any rule just because, because it's, a, it's rule, a rule. Like our second child. Yes. <laughs> so one of those things that makes parenting difficult. Fun. Really fun. Yeah. Challenging. Right. Yes. Challenging. Um, but same thing with coaching though. Like it's the same thing with coaching our clients, our kids at, in the high school. Like there are some kids that will follow the plan because you're the coach and you told them to do it and they're going to follow the plan. And there are also people that like following plans because it makes their life easier. They don't have to think about it. They don't have to try to figure it out themselves. It's much easier if you just give me the rules, you give me my plan to follow, you give me my meal plan, you, you know, give me it all. And that just makes my life easier.
1: As long as you actually trust the person that it's coming from. That's part of the thing. You have to fully either trust the rules, like you helped create the rule book, Mm -hmm. or you have such complete faith in the person handing you the rule Mm -hmm. book that when they hand it to them, you're like, okay, I believe in you, so your rules are good.
0: But I think it's also you know, say say that second person, person number two, that you, you want to believe in the person that's giving you the plan and then yep. you'll be more likely to follow that plan. I think that that is an example of you know that that person is going to individualize it to you also. Yeah. like it, It's like you don't have to individualize it to yourself because you know that's what they're going to do and that's why you hire a coach because they take you into consideration versus just – following a cookie-cutter plan that you download off the internet or, you know, a cookie-cutter meal plan that every single person follows, you know that that's not tailored to you. And I think that that's the difference. It's, it's that individualization. It's because then it's meaningful. It's more meaningful to who you are.
1: Right. Because if you just have the generic plan and everybody gets the same plan, Mm -hmm. then you get this issue that the rules don't actually work the same for everybody. Right. Okay. And I get a lot of pushback on this in high school of the rules in one classroom are different than the rules when you have a different teacher in a different classroom, because Mm -hmm. some people choose to enforce stricter over, over the other one. Yeah. Or there's a lot of rules in the school, and one teacher is all about making sure your cell phone is put away, and the other one is all about making sure that the length of the girl's shorts are the appropriate length. Mm-hmm. There's, they're both following rules, but one chose to enforce one over the other. Mm-hmm. So it's this different enforcement of the rules. Mm-hmm. In life, you go to exercise, you go to different methods of eating, and the rules also don't apply evenly. Mm-hmm. You know, if two people run the same same plan, they go through the same, I downloaded this marathon plan. They're not necessarily going to get the same results based off of where they started from, what their body is already genetically predisposed to do. Mm -hmm. Like some people might be, you know, naturally full of slow twitch fibers and designed for a marathon. And the other person is huge and very muscular. They try and follow the same plan. They're not going to get the same level of success.
0: Right. And it's the same thing with eating. Like you're, you can't, one person that is muscular versus someone, you know, like big muscle building. What's the
1: fancy word for that
0: Bodybuilding types of, Out of oh, your, mesomorph. Like, thank you, mesomorph. Yeah. There are different body types. If you want to go and, you know, categorize people into ectomorph, endomorph, and mesomorph based on their body's natural genetic tendency to either build muscle, Or hold on to fat or just burn everything and just be naturally more slender and slim. So there are genetic differences. And those three different types of people, and then obviously within, there's, you know, differences within. Like, you can't fit everybody into three categories. Right,
1: The world is not A, B, or C.
0: Exactly. So... Even within those categories, there is nuance. And so if you try to put somebody into that category and that category should follow that plan, then so... I mean, even if you, let's take a step back, right? Everybody should just follow the same plans and everybody should eat keto or everybody should eat vegan or everybody should do this or do that and it will make you healthier. Like you can't have blanket statements like that. There is not one nutrition plan that's good for everyone.
1: Right. I mean, even on like a a very superficial level, you can kind of categorize people into three different categories, but within that category, it's still not cut and dry. Mm -hmm. Everybody eats the same way. Mm -hmm. It just doesn't work.
0: Right. And so, but I mean, that's the thing. It's like, when you even when you have those rules, like it doesn't always apply evenly across the population. The someone that is obese should not be eating the same way as someone that is not you know that is underweight that is someone that has a hard time holding on to weight, like they just shouldn't be eating the same types of things.
1: Right. So then you're looking at the rules of the appropriate ways to eat and you can't apply them evenly from one person to the other. And Mm -hmm. if you do, you get different results. So then the rules don't look fair. Right. And if the rules don't look fair, you're always going to get people to push back against them. Right. Anytime it looks unfair.
0: Yeah. So like anytime you use the word can't, I feel, you know, oh, I can't do that. Like it automatically makes you feel uncomfortable or constrained in a lot of ways yeah
1: super uncomfortable yeah and so if you're in this constrained place you have a couple of options of dealing with this you can just super rebel Mm -hmm. and say i'm gonna follow none of the rules i'll show them can't i can do this just watch me Or you go the other direction that you're not, you followed the rules. You nailed it. I mean, you followed every rule to the letter and you didn't progress as fast as you were hoping for. Yeah. And then you fall into this pit of hopelessness Mm. that I did the rules and it doesn't even work for me.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. You're going to pick one of those options. Right.
0: And then part of the problem with that is that then people might blame themselves for that. Like they'll either blame the plan and then they'll stop following it. And they'll
1: stop following it. Or
0: they'll blame themselves and say, well, obviously that person had results with this plan. I followed it exactly the way I was supposed to. There must be something wrong with me.
1: Which is a real dangerous path to head down. Yeah,
0: very. So I think that, you know, anytime you say can't, you know, I, some, something interesting I just thought about too. Is that's not, I'm going off script here. Please. Not, not that this is scripted anyway, but. Hardly. Can't. <laughs> Can't can also be an excuse, like a good excuse, like for people. Like, oh, I can't go out tonight even though, like say they don't want to do something. You can say, oh, I can't do that because I have a long run in the morning or because my coach won't let me.
1: See, that's where I started moving into the world of world of won't is you're making that choice.
0: Yeah, but can't is an easier excuse when you're like trying to give someone else a reason for you not being able to do something uh, justifying you can it fall to somebody back. else yeah you can fall back and blame it on somebody else you can
1: blame it on something external because yeah. can't still feels external mm-hmm. I can't do that this is my running plan it says 15 in the morning because I have a marathon in a month mm-hmm. it seems external and people people tend to agree with rule books yeah. at least initially they'll accept it as a valid excuse right well if you, oh, you have a training plan ooh did it come from the world wide web
0: yeah <laughs> the, <laughs> the then world it must web. be
1: valid <laughs>
0: <laughs> but can't. So, I mean, that's exactly your last point here though. When you use the word can't, you are taking your own control away and you're placing that control on someone or something else.
1: Yeah. It's something that we've we've accepted that someone else is doing. Sometimes you take it from someone else and you've accepted it so much and you've said it to yourself over and over and over that you feel as though it's this own personal choice that mm-hmm. you've made. Like, no, 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 that's just how I live. But if that choice that you've made that you've made bothers you every single time, and you feel constrained and suffocated by that joy, choice, figure out where that belief came from. Mm-hmm. Is it you actually your personal belief, or did you just tell yourself that rule over and over and over again, hoping that you would eventually accept it and make and that rule would make you happy?
0: Mm, that that rule would make you happy. Like if
1: I say it enough, yeah. Like, I say it enough times that I really do enjoy the taste of kale with no salad dressing on top of it, eventually it's going to be true. And that's just <laughs> not how it works.
0: Um, maybe sometimes it maybe sometimes it does, though. Um, yeah,
1: it, it can eventually get there. But if it's something that you are really strongly against, do you want to to force yourself into that uncomfortable thing over and over and over and over and over?
0: I think it depends on what it is,
1: right? I think it like depends it, on it, how dangerous that is. Is It, is thing it something
0: is. that's actually good for you, and you know it's good for you, then like you, st- you just have to do what you need to do to get to that point. Like you said, like eating kale or eating spinach, like eating vegetables. Some people don't like vegetables, and they're like, "Oh, I can't eat that because it's disgusting." Mm-hmm. You know, it, it, the, the answer is really they won't eat that. They're refusing. They they're make, refusing to they're making a choice to eat that. Um, but I think sometimes it's easier for them to say that they can't do something or.
1: Right. Because then it sounds external. Yeah. But oh, if I they actually
0: th- force themselves to do it and then they start trying eating, you know, different vegetables cooked in different ways or with dressing or something like that. And they slowly get themselves to the point where they do tolerate it and then eventually like it. That's a good thing.
1: Yeah. It's, it's a slow, gradual process. To I'm not move sure how that into. relates
0: to can't though.
1: Well, because it, it's it's not a can't. It kind of transitions us into our next thing of of won't. Yeah. It's the difference between can't and won't. Right. Which I, when I first started making this outline for the, the concept here, I said that won't is a much more positive idea mm-hmm. because it's better than can't. Mm-hmm. And you looked at it and you're like, yeah, but won't still negative. And, and it is because it's will not. It's right. definitely still a negative.
0: Well, won't is still negative. It's, but it does... It's still better than can't because it puts the control within you and it gives you the power and the choice.
1: Right. Because it's, it's, I will do this. I won't do that. Right. As opposed to can and can't, which still feels very external. Mm -hmm. So won't at least internalizes the power, Mm -hmm. which is definitely a step forward from these are the rule. This is the rule book. I have to follow them. I can do this. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. It's all very external. Whereas will and won't, certainly the won't is I've looked at these rules and I've tested them on myself. And I figured out that I, I won't do this. I'm choosing Mm -hmm. that I won't do this, but I will do this.
0: Yeah. I just, I think that the big difference is that can't, Like you said, it can't is external. It's someone else telling you whether or not you can do something or whether you can do something. Like if you want to flip it and look at it that way, you know, people that I coach with their nutrition or their fitness or whatnot, they say, well, can I eat this? And I'm like, of course you can.
1: Yeah, you can. You can do whatever you want. You
0: can do whatever you want. I'm not the one making the rules. And and this is the Big thing that I look to do is, is put that control back within the person. Like you don't need me to tell you whether or not you can or can't eat something. Like it's food. Make your choice. Like should you eat that all the time? You know, probably not. Or maybe, like, it depends. Like, what do you want? You know, what what are you looking for here? And I think that the rules in some sense can make people's lives easier and it can make people's fitness journey, especially in the beginning, a little bit easier. But eventually we do need to transition into taking control over our own health journey and understanding that all of these decisions come within ourselves or come from within ourselves, I should say. Right. So if you don't want to, if like, you know, say it's somebody's birthday and, and you're like, oh, can I eat pizza when I go to this party? It's like, of course you can. The question is, will you, you know, do you want to? And it, the answer is no. I won't do that. That's putting more power in your court, and this is what I think you are getting at with this, this concept, is what I was right? For,
1: yeah. And it, that last part of well, no, I I won't eat pizza at that party. Mm-hmm. Figure out how much that upsets you. Yeah. Like, do you feel like, like, no, I I really want to eat that pizza yeah, or like that pizza looks good. I'll decide when I get there. Like if you're going to a kid's birthday party in all likelihood, it's the kid's birthday party at that, you know, crazy place with all the bounce houses inside of the gym. (laughs) And it's like that piece of cardboard with some like tomato with like ketchup and cheese on top of it.
0: That's not good. No.
1: Like if you're going to eat pizza, at least eat good pizza. Eat
0: good pizza. And that's, that's what I tell people. It's like, if I eat, if I'm going to eat pizza, like made for me like because we make pizza here at home all the time yeah but if i'm gonna eat pizza somewhere else i'm gonna go to a darn good pizza place and i'm going to enjoy the heck out of my pizza yep. like i'm not gonna eat pizza hut or dominoes
1: yeah yeah that's that's always been your thing is if if you're going to do something that you're like eh that kind of isn't exactly inside of the rules that i normally follow at least at least go go big on yeah, it.
0: yeah at least make it worth it
1: right so um so There, there are these rules. And once you kind of know the rules, whether it's through eating or whether it's through like, uh, you know, a training plan to follow on running, like there's general guidelines, but I think instead of looking at them as, as hard, fast rules, like these aren't like chiseled in stone somewhere that you have to follow them. They are best practices.
0: Best practices. Yeah.
1: That you have to figure out how they are best fit into your life. Right. And if there's a list of 25 rules and you're good with 20 of them and 5 of them just seem overwhelming and un- just impossible mm. focus on those ones and then look at the five like are they things that you that has a gray area that like you know in from the eating perspective yeah but if you follow put some some veggies into your into your diet yeah
0: but if you follow 20 out of 25 rules you're gonna be a heck of a lot farther along on your health and fitness journey than worrying about being exactly perfect with 25 out of 25 like i'm not really sure where all these rules are coming from but you know some arbitrary example yes no that's what i'm saying
1: if there's 25 rules and you're currently following zero one is better than that
0: well yeah following 20 is going to put you so far down the road that maybe by the time you master those 20, you'll be much more open to the other five.
1: Yeah, they don't seem crazy restrictions from the outside. Yeah. On day they're, one they do. Oh, they're ridiculous yeah. on day one. But they they seem more, what's the key buzzword that gets thrown out? They're aligned with your goals ooh. by the time you get to number 20. Oh. You're like, ooh, now, now this sort of matches up with, with the way that I live. So right. it makes sense that I would continue to do that. I choose to put that into part of my life. Mm-hmm. And you may yeah. still have things where you're like, eh, I'm not exactly. Or Sometimes I I'll choose to do that. Mm -hmm. Like I won't have ice cream every night. Right. But it's okay if I have it sometimes. Mm -hmm. You know. And and that's it. Whereas can't says I'm never allowed to have ice cream. Right. Won't says I won't have ice cream tonight. But if the whole family's going out and we're having this giant celebration, I'm allowed to have ice cream. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to have it tonight. Mm -hmm. Can't says it's a never. Yeah, possibility. It's an absolute. I feel as though can't is a much more absolute.
0: Okay. I I see where where you are with that. And I think that's important to, not just for us as adults, but I think also with our parenting. That's one thing that we're trying to teach our kids too as they get older. You know, sometimes they'll say to us like, it's not fair. You can have ice cream whenever you want. To take your ice cream example. And it's like, yes, you're right, I can, but I choose not to because that's the choice that I need to make because that's what's best for my body. Right. And now, as they're getting older, I'm starting to give them more choices along those lines as well. Like, yes, you can have it. Like, do you want it? And then they have to stop and they actually think about it.
1: Right. And when, or, when you're,
0: you know, is this the treat you want today, like this one, or do this you want something else for? that's maybe a little bit better later?
1: Which, which has been a thing before. Like, yeah. do you want this cotton candy now? Because there is the possibility of ice cream later. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, I don't want the cotton candy at all. And some of them choose cotton candy. Like, but, but kids have a trickier time postponing the immediate gratification well, for course. something that's going to come back later, which is why parents have to sort of help instill the rules. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is you need to understand the rules so that then you can put your own personal take on the rules. Mm-hmm. Like knowing all of the rules isn't winning. Mm. Knowing the rules and how to incorporate them into your life yeah. is actually going to put you onto a successful path.
0: Yeah, because essentially it's all, we're an experiment of one, right? They, they like to say that. Um, and we are all free to choose our own limits. We're free to choose what we will do, what we won't do, what we quote unquote can do or what we can't do yeah right i mean is there anything that you truly cannot do maybe you know but look at these people that are paraplegics or amputees and they say you'll never be able to walk again and then they get prosthetic legs and they compete in the special olympics like you're you're only confined by the, the limits that you put on yourself
1: who's the guy that crossed antarctica
0: Mm-hmm. Like
1: solo powered, carried all of his own stuff across Antarctica. Yeah. And a few years earlier, he was in this like horrible, tragic accident and mm-hmm. burned his legs and like 75% of his body. Doctors told him, you'll never walk. Mm-hmm. Like not that you'll never run, not that you'll never be athletic. Yeah. You'll never walk again. Right. Oh yeah. No, he walked across Antarctica.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's just, it, again, <laughs> you
1: can you can do whatever you want. It's mm-hmm. It's a lot of restrictions that you feel as though were put on you from the outside world. I can do this. I can't do that. Mm -hmm. because someone told you because there was an external thing that said can and cannot
0: and i think that it's also maybe you can't do it one way Mm -hmm. but you can do it another way like if you modify it
1: so when you talk about modifying like one of the things I'm, I'm teaching a math class this summer and we're getting into this ever fun process of uh, geometric proofs mm-hmm. the kids have all the rules Oh, i love proofs oh the kids hate them
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it, in my head they're little puzzles mm-hmm. and i say look you go into the book and you can write down all of the rules they're postulates in geometry or theorems or whatever and when they take their tests, they get to use the entire list of rules. Mm-hmm. So they, they have all the answers. They're right. all sitting there. But they, they still... have to
0: figure out how to put them together. They, yeah, exactly. They yeah. still have
1: to get the path. How do you get from point A to point B? Mm-hmm. Well, here's your list of 45 rules. Figure out which three of them are going to get you to, from step A to step B. Right. You know, it's it's a matter of you have the rules, but you then still have to figure out how are they best applied. Mm-hmm. And the way that one person did it And the way that another in class today, one person was like, well, I would then I would distribute right here because it was uh, it was like an algebra problem. They were going to like, oh, well, I'd multiply the two through. And the other person was like, I just divided it over to the other side. I'm like, both of those are correct. Mm -hmm. One of you is going to finish this problem in five steps and one of you is going to finish it in seven steps. But both of you are correct. Mm -hmm. And. Five is not better than seven because both of you get to the same answer, and you both are able to justify every step along the way. So both of you completely win.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And the other kid was like, and "That's
0: why geometry is so important for kids. It's critical thinking. It's skills. the critical thing. It's the yeah. reasoning."
1: The other kid was like, uh, "I did this, and I said that didn't follow any of the rules." <laughs> so no, it was today was the first day that we were learning how to justify these proofs. He goes, <laughs> "I took this approach. No." Uh, that's not allowed that's just wrong that's actually just breaking one of the (laughs) you can't break the rule you can use rules in different orders but you still have to get to the same thing and and he just came up with a whole different perspective on it It was like (laughs) no that that just flat out breaks the rules (laughs) so
0: right so okay so we've got can't where we're putting an external locus Locus. locus of control on you know for whatever action in our life or whatever path in our life, then there's won't. So you change, I can't do that to, I won't do that and take back some of your power. And now I think it's important to also think of the shift into from, I won't do that to, I will do this. Yes. And I think that shift is also ultimately what you want to get to. So instead of saying, I won't eat that, or I won't do you know, train for that race or whatever it is, like taking the power then to determine the path that you're taking and not just saying no, right? Because can, like you said, it's can not, will not, like you're just saying no to things. Like now flip it over and say, now I'm going to choose to do this. I will do this. And now that's kind of becoming more of a visionary and seeing the path that you're going to take instead of just taking, you know, restrictions.
1: Right. Whether they're your personal restrictions that you've completely accepted and you're okay with that, it's a little bit more empowering, but can and will is fully empowering like you are just looking at from this as a very positive I can do this I will do this mm-hmm. but Ma- just
0: because you can doesn't mean that you will and just because you can doesn't mean that you should right. and I think that that's another distinction to make because like we just said you can do anything you want
1: right can takes the restrictions away yeah. will says it's actually going to happen I and will choosing. do this I choose yeah. that this is the path I'm going to take and this will happen. Mm -hmm. The timeline is up in the air a little bit probably Mm -hmm. because there are in fact some external restrictions on you. But to say I will do this puts you in the driver's seat and makes the choices are now on you. Mm -hmm. It's a very positive way of looking at it.
0: Right. And it takes everything that you want into account. So like you're taking your values and your priorities and you're making decisions from that seat. And from that locus of control.
1: From that, lo- from <laughs> from your values. That's really the best place right. to be making all of your decisions from. Like, mm-hmm. I value my health very highly. I value spending time with my family. I've, whatever the values are, put them in a good order and then make your decisions from there. Mm-hmm. It makes decisions really easy that way also.
0: It can. And, and I think that's where clarity comes in. Like having your values and your priorities very clear in your head makes decisions a lot easier because then you're not oscillating back and forth like I'm not sure if I should do that like okay does this decision align with my values and my priorities yes then okay I can continue down this path no then I will not continue down this path
1: right and It's it's an all positive thing. Like I have a I have a thing, and it was kind of worked out between the two of us. But I have accepted this as my own personal thing. That uh, (laughs) have you? I have. It's a it's a very personal. I take great pride in this one now. So I like the fact that I take so much pride in making sure that I get enough sleep. Mm -hmm. I've really totally internalized this, and I I won't run if I get fewer than six hours of sleep. Like I won't get up and run that morning. Mm-hmm. So if it's starting to get late at night and I'm like, I, I I want to continue doing what I'm doing right now. That's a choice. I will continue to stay up late. And as a result of staying up, I will not run in the morning.
0: Right. So you're making that choice based on the decision that you're doing that night.
1: Right. And, and I, my value is I value my sleep. Mm. So if I'm still up and it's pretty late, I'm not waking up in the morning. Right. Like that's the result of my staying up late. I chose to stay up late. And by choosing that, I also choose that I will be sleeping in in the morning.
0: Right. And so if you really wanted to run and your run was your priority, then you needed to choose to stop whatever you were doing and go to bed. Right. So that you could then have the amount of sleep that you wanted or that you now require of yourself to have and in order for you to run.
1: Right. So if I've got like a long run plan for Sunday and it's going to be a billion degrees and super sunny, I need to make sure that I get to bed at a reasonable time on, on a Saturday and I get to bed hydrated. So mm-hmm. maybe I, I will I will have a drink with dinner on Saturday night. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, I've chosen that that's my spot because I will be getting up at 5 a.m. and running the next morning. So there's this, you know, you can say I won't have a second drink, but it's all because of these positive choices I've made. I will have one. I will get up at 5 a.m. and my value says I need to be getting enough sleep. I need Mm -hmm. to be hydrated when I go out the run. I'd like this run to go well. So, it just doesn't even make sense. There's no logic behind having a second drink.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that once you get to that higher level to where you can do things and you will do things that puts you in a whole nother ball game that puts you in control of your life, of all of the outcomes in your life. It makes you like, you can't, blame anyone else because there's no
1: blame in that one there's no
0: blame like it's it's all on you and i think that that is a very frightening place for a lot of people but it's also such a powerful place
1: (laughs) that's why it's frightening i know it's it's frightening because it's so powerful and freeing Mm -hmm. and it all it almost seems easier if there's just an easy rule book to yeah. follow. Yeah. But when I have to figure out all of my own rules and I get to choose everything, yeah. then what the heck do I do? Mm-hmm. Well, now it's all on me. Mm-hmm. And it seems like what you want, but it, it's it's kind of frightening at first. It's a great place to live. I don't
0: think it's at first. <laughs> I think it's constantly a, like a frightening. It's the same thing with you know choosing to build a business and choosing to try to build that business, Cho- choosing to run a marathon for the first time choosing to lose weight or do whatever it is like whatever it is that in your life that you want to take control over it's scary trying to figure out your own path
1: right so when you actually get that control now you're sort of like okay now i have control What am I supposed to do with it? Mm -hmm. And it's that part where what's the next decision? I used to follow this rule book. Now what's my next decision? And the answer is just make one.
0: Well, and the answer is also learning. I think that that's huge is educate yourself. You need a lot of education in whatever realm it is. And if you don't want to spend the time to do that yourself, then you need to hire experts.
1: Yeah. Follow. I mean, there is a path. That's, Mm -hmm. that's the thing is
0: you don't have to reinvent the wheel and you you don't always have to figure out the path completely by yourself,
1: right? You are in control. You can choose your own steps, but in order to get to that place where you're choosing your own steps, you need to know the rule book. Like you, you still need to know the rules so that you can choose how to apply them to your own life. Mm -hmm. Like just knowing all the rules doesn't mean you're good. Like if you read me a book on how to say swim and I've never seen water before, Mm -hmm. it's not going to go well. Yeah. Knowing the rules and then actually having the the wherewithal to do it, actually leaping out there and going for it—that's when you have the power in your in in and of yourself. Mm-hmm. And that part's a little bit scary.
0: Yeah, uh, or a lot. scary. Or a lot scary. Yeah,
1: and it's why people kind of try to frighten, a, kind of run away from that one but and think, hide back in the world of can't and won't.
0: Well, that's it right there, isn't I? Because I think that. It's a lot easier when you can blame someone else if things don't go correctly in your life.
1: It leaves all the way back to can't because mm-hmm. then you can put it on an external thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I can't do it. Right. I I can't run this race. I can't lose weight. I can't, mm-hmm. whatever it is, it, because yeah. there's these external restrictions on you. I'm just
0: big boned. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's not a I thing. used to tell myself that.
1: <laughs> but... So at least step from the I can't where it's somebody else's fault and put it onto yourself. And if you can live in that world where you're in control and you're making decisions, I won't do this, I won't do that, that's heading yourself on the path towards the freedom of I will do this, I will do that.
0: And that is the point of the episode.
1: That's the point of the episode. Yeah. Hey, there you go.
0: <laughs> well, we, we can always talk our way through it. Yeah. Yeah, so...
1: I could not do that like a decade ago, but, you know, we've been working on my ability to talk and share.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and now we do it and have other people listen to us. Nice! <laughs> so, hopefully, this made sense to you guys, because, like I said, it didn't make sense to us right at the very beginning, and then we talked through it, and then we talked through it on the podcast, and so... I hope that it, it's also important to know that it is a journey and it is a path and it's a progression. Like, just, if you find yourself at the place of can't right now, that's okay. Like, don't beat yourself up about it. Like, everyone is at that place at some point in the journey. So, today, I challenge you to move yourself from a place of can't to a place of won't. And so, if you say, I can't eat that certain food, today you're going to say, I won't eat that certain food because of the way it makes me feel, Mm -hmm. you know, and start noticing how certain things make you feel and start noticing why you make the decisions that you're making and freely choose the things that you will and won't do. Yeah.
1: It's, it's a slow process. And just because you've made it through can't in one area of your life, doesn't mean that you've made it out of can't in a different area of your life. And it doesn't mean that you'll
0: <laughs> never go back to it.
1: No, no. You're, you're going to fall back there and then you, you work your way out mm-hmm. and you get help from others. You try and gain more knowledge. Mm-hmm. You learn more rules. Then you figure out how to apply those rules. It's a constant experiment.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it it also goes back to habit formation like the more you practice certain things, the more they become more natural and they become habits that you will then default more to those things versus the old way of doing things. Yeah.
1: And then it's just what you do. It's not a will. Or, it's just what is. Yeah. This is just what I do. This is just
0: what I do. Yeah. yeah. This is just part of who I am. And
1: that, that's a super place of peacefulness because you're not, there's no positives or negatives. It's just what you do.
0: Mm-hmm. And it's part of your identity. Yeah. So. Okay, so if you need help with your health and fitness journey, we would love to help you out. You can go over to our website, realliferunners.com, and check out some of the programs that we have for you. And don't forget, we are going to be launching a new membership program this summer, so keep your eye out for that. And if you're not already on our email list, please head over to the website, realliferunners.com, and join up so that you'll be the first to know once we launch that this summer. We are super duper excited about it. And think it's going to help a lot of people. So, um, Also, we would love to connect with you on social media. So you can check out our show notes and for our usernames. We're angiebrown.rlr and kevinbrown.rlr on Instagram. That's probably the place where we are the most active. And we also have an awesome Facebook group where there are a ton of real life runners just like you all there to support each other and cheer you on during your running and your health journey. So check all that out at the website, realliferunners.com, where you can get all the information on our Facebook tribe, our coaching, and our show notes. So as always, thank you guys for joining us and for spending this time with us. This has been the Real Life Runners Podcast. Now get out there and run your life.